0: Greetings once again in Jesus' name, amen. We also welcome our online viewers, but those of you who are here can just wave hands one to another, amen. By the way, I also prefer this one more than what you guys do with the because this is how we used to greet, isn't it? And in African culture, you can even do this, isn't it? I prefer those ones, because to me with these ones, it's like children are playing. Okay. No, thank you very much for coming to the house of the Lord. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we are here to be trained. We are here to receive from God. And I'm very much excited at this year, myself personally. There may be many challenges and many things that you are seeing, maybe with all the things around Corona and all that. But I've also seen a lot of good things. Amen. Which, if it were not for Corona, we would not have gone for such things. So actually, we we now have started to see the a lot of opportunities that we didn't see before. We have also begun to be more appreciative. Amen. We also have now more time with one another, more time with our families. When this year began and uh, The Lord laid it in my heart that this is the year of refreshing in his presence and also preparing us for the mighty move of his spirit in these last days. We did not know how it would happen, but some of us this year, this was my best year ever in prayer. Amen. And even the way that the Lord is teaching us with his word as we come together and learning and learning, a lot of revelations coming through. Amen. So I'm excited this year. We can clap hands and thank God for this. Amen. We are continuing with our subject, uh, God is committed to healing you. So it's part four today. And I'll see if we will be able to conclude this today so that next week when we start with our more formal services, then we can start with something different. But I believe for these past three months, we have been thoroughly soaked We've learned how to study the word of God. We've also learned how to pray. Now we know how to get healed or to stay in divine health. So I want you to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. And as you are going there, I just want to give you this introduction. Most of you wish When you see challenges and you see difficult things, you see people sick, you see people wheelchair bound, you see people blind, you wish Jesus was here. And you wish what Jesus did then could be done now. Because the devil hasn't stopped working. Amen. So, if the devil hasn't stopped working, Jesus better not stop working either. Amen. So whatever the challenges that people had all the time and during the time that Jesus was on the earth he was setting people free and delivering them. He wants to continue with that. The Lord wants to continue with that work. But look at Hebrews 13.8 it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if he is the same yesterday, today and forever It means what he did before, he can do now. And he can continue to do going forward. So everything that you have read in the word of God, which God has shown that he can do in the book of Acts, in the Gospels when Jesus was on the earth, God wants to continue to do his work. But he needs you and I as his vessels. The fact that people are still suffering in the days we are living in, it means there is still an assignment for us to set God's people free. Amen. And I believe these few weeks that we had, it was really just a soaking to prepare us for that. So that we can understand who we are in Christ. We can understand that we have the authority. And it's not a fake authority. It is a real authority. Where we say, Satan is under my feet. Where you say, I'm not afraid of the enemy. Where you say coronavirus has no power over my body. Because a greater power is in operation in my body. Amen. And we've got to start living that. Because sometimes you look at what happened during Bible times and you wish it was like that. Even for us. Can I tell you, it it is possible to be like that. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Actually, we can even go beyond. Because if you go to John fourteen twelve, New King James Version, it says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, so can I have hands of people who believe in the Lord? So, all of us, now listen, what you people will do. He says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. So he is in essence saying, my going to the father does not stop my work from continuing. I've got my body that I trust. I've got people on the earth that I trust. who, when they are empowered by the same Holy Spirit who empowered me when I was on the earth, they can do the works that I did. And he says even greater works. So actually, the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to walk in glory. And I thank God that the Lord has been training us and equipping us. So you know how to get healed now for yourself. You know how to believe God and get healed. You know how hands can be laid on you and you get healed. You know how you can receive just with the word being sent and you get healed. But it's also time for us not only to be equipped for our own selves, but also to go out and deliver others. But like I said, you only start delivering others once you yourself are safe. Amen. And I believe what we've done for the past three months, it was to equip us. Now the Lord has prepared us. We are ready to go and set his people free. Amen. God always wants to set his people free. Amen. But he uses a man. He needs somebody. He needs a body. He cannot set people free as a ghost. He's got to set people free using human beings. Look at this. Acts chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. We'll read in the King James Version. I like this one. Because it seems Jesus began to do something. And we've got to continue to do it. Because it says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So listen to this. Acts 1, 1-3, New King James Version. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Can we all say, Jesus began? Amen. Amen. So when he began, we have to continue it. But the good thing is that the work that he did, you remember Jesus on earth, he would always say, I do nothing of my own, but I do the works of my Father. So the Father cannot do his work now through Jesus. He has got to do it through the body of Jesus, which is you and I. Because we are on the earth now. So he says, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given (coughs) commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So we will continue with that kingdom. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And we are ready. Can I see hands of the soldiers that are ready? Amen. It is time for the kingdom. And what Jesus did, He said, we will be able to do even greater works. So we're not supposed to be intimidated by the enemy. I think sometimes when we think things are difficult, things are impossible, you see people on wheelchairs, you see people terminally sick, and you feel desperate and hopeless. It's because we think of that in line with our own power. But if you just acknowledge that, by the way, we are just sent. Amen. We just do what the Lord has sent us to do. And he will confirm his own word. Let's go to Mark 16. I'll start it from verse 14. Mark 16 from verse 14 to 20. King James Version. It says, later he appeared to the 11. So that's after he rose. It says, You remember the one in Acts. It says he began to do. Okay. Now, after he rose, later he appeared to the 11 as they, was, they, they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. So the thing that Jesus doesn't want is unbelief. Because if we are hard-hearted or we have got unbelief, we cannot do the things that he wants us to do. That's why the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So for us to do the works of Jesus, we need to have faith. Says he rebuked them of their unbelief. It's Mark 16, 14 to 20. And hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him. After he had risen. And he said to them. Go into all the world. And preach the gospel. To every creature. Jesus began. To do. Okay. So when he was going. He said my work has to continue. Began to do. And now he says go into all the world. You see, he was equipping us to let us go. Amen. He was equipping us to let us go. Sometimes we are very comfortable as Christians, just among ourselves, just seated with one another, fellowshipping with one another. But there is a dying world out there. Amen. There is a dying world that we need to reach out to. But we cannot reach out to them if we are not equipped. Because otherwise you will also be a victim. But once you are equipped and you are thoroughly equipped and you know that the devil is under my feet, then you can be like Jesus in Acts 10.38 which says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For the Lord God was with him. So we are also anointed. Can we say we are also anointed? To go out there and do the works of Jesus. That's why Acts eight says. And you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. In Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem. And even to the uttermost parts of the world. Which includes where we are now. So Jesus has to do his work through us. So when he says go into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. So it seems signs follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You see what I'm reading here, it doesn't say, this will follow the pastors. What I'm talking about follow those who believe. So, do I have believers here? Amen. 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 So it means you can lay hands on the sick and the sick can recover. You can cast out demons and set people free. You can say even if they try to bewitch me and they try, they put poison on what I eat. I was eating food, isn't it? I told you the other time. When you are eating food thinking it's food and people have put in poison, it should not hurt you. Amen? Because that's the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It says no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. Any tongue that raises up against you in judgment will be condemned. So that's why you should not be afraid of the enemy. You should not be afraid to be bewitched. (laughs) Because I have a problem with Christians who get bewitched. Because the one who bewitches you, what power does he, does she, it's usually a she. But, <laughs> but what power, for, for the sake of this illustration we will say, what power does he use? It's usually the power of the enemy, isn't it? And what power dwells in you? The power of God. Which power should be superior than the other one? So greater is he that is in you Than he who is in the world. So that's why you should not be afraid of them. Amen. You've got the greater one in you. So that's why when he has equipped us. And he says if you drink any deadly thing. It will not hurt you. You lay hands on the sick. And the sick will recover. So then after the Lord has spoken to them. He was received up into heaven. And sat down on the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. We are also going to go out and preach. Amen. Amen. So wherever you are, in your corner, go and preach. It says they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So it says they went out and preached. The Lord working with them. So all that we do, we go out, we preach the word. The owner of the word will confirm his word. We should not be under pressure to confirm the word. We preach the word. Amen. Even here, it says they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Your task is to lay hands on the sick by faith. And the Lord knows how they should recover. Amen. So do what God says you can do. Now, if you look at John 17, 18 and John 20, 21, I think these two are easy to memorize. 17, 18, 20, 21. Can we just look at those quickly and then we'll do it with Isaiah 6, 8. I want to show you that this thing of being sent is very serious. But I'm glad that the Lord did not send us until he first equipped us. You remember even in the book of Acts, he said, tarry in Jerusalem and wait to be endured with power from on high. And then when the Holy Ghost comes upon you then you go. Amen. So he prepares us so that when we go out there we will not be victims but we are going to set other people free. So I, I said John seventeen eighteen and John 20, 21. He talks about as the Father has sent me so I send you. Amen. And in Isaiah 6, 8 it says The Lord said, whom shall we send? And I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Can we all say, Lord, I'm here, send me. Amen. So he said, go into the world. So he's sending us. Amen. Amen. And when he is sending us, when we go out there, let us go out there in power. And may we be endured with that very same power that was upon us the Lord Jesus was when he was on the earth. That was upon the disciples of the Lord Jesus when they were on the earth. And let us set the people free. Some of you say, but pastor, I'm not really, uh, I don't have much knowledge of the word of God. I'm not even confident of myself yet whether I can talk to somebody to come to the Lord because every time I talk with them, they argue with me and they confuse me. They share with me some scriptures that I didn't even know. And they confuse me. Can I give you a tip? I'll give you two examples of people who did not know the word and who did great things. You remember the guy, the man who was born blind. After Jesus healed him. And the, the people who knew the book Okay, the scribes, the Pharisees and all that, they were arguing with him. You remember when they said the man who healed you, who is he? No, he's a sinner. You remember that argument? And the guy did not try to defend. He said, but what I know is that God doesn't hear prayer of sinners. And what I know is that I was blind and now I see. And that's the man who made me see. So, In other words, you testify of what you know. So instead of you getting into them and when they ask you, you know, you say that your Bible, uh, and now in Genesis you say Adam and Eve were the first people and now Cain went to the east and there were people. So how is it that? Say, what I know is that I was a sinner. And now I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And he has saved me. And actually the book of John puts it nicely. It says there are many other things that Jesus did which are not written in the book. So what is written is adequate for us to believe. So don't get into debates with people about the word of God because if it's not revealed to them, they will just argue with you and confuse you. So that man said, I don't know many things. What I know is that I was blind and now I see and that's the man who made me see. You can't take away their testimony. So similarly, even for you, you can say, this Jesus I'm telling you about, he saved my life. He healed me. Amen. But the other one I like, you remember the Samaritan woman? Just after she met the Lord, she went out. So when here the Bible says, go into the world, don't be intimidated and think when I go there, they will confuse me. So that woman also, she just made a testimony. She went out. What did she say? Come and see the man who told me everything I've done. Could this be the Christ? She's saying, he's done something for me. I think he could be the Christ. Come and see. She did not try to preach. So some of you, it means, you may just say, may you come with me to church? And they say, yeah, but we see that you're always smiling. We see that you're full of love. How does it work out? Just come with me to church. Amen. And when the word is preached. Then they will receive and get saved. Amen. So when the Lord says we should go into the world. It's not that. We will have all the knowledge. To go out there. And we won't all be at the same level. But you have a personal testimony. You have something that the Lord has done for you. So now. Beside us preaching the gospel, we also have to go out there and get the people set free, isn't it? People have to be healed. I know how to get healed for myself. Sickness knows that also. And the devil knows that also. That I know how to get healed. And I know how to walk in divine health. But it's not enough for me just to know it for myself. That's why we have to be trained to also go and do it for others. Okay? Now you may say, Pastor, Pastor, Indeed, you said, the Bible says, we who believe will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. But I'm not confident yet that when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And sometimes maybe it's a sickness that I think, I just feel is too big for my faith. Then you know what you must do in that case? Call them and call the pastor to come and pray for them. You remember the, the girl who was taken captive when Naaman had leprosy. She was serving the, 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 the wife of Naaman. You remember what that girl said? Naaman was a mighty man, but he had leprosy. She said, if my master could just go to Samaria, there is a prophet of God there who can get him cured. That's enough. She didn't try to pray for Naaman. Amen. But she knew how to direct Naman to where the solution is. Amen. So if you know how to do it, do it. If you don't know how to do it, direct them. Amen. So we all have got a job to do. Amen. Because what Jesus began to do, we have to continue with it. It cannot stop. And the Lord is looking at you and I. And he trusts us. Amen. Are we ready? Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid of the enemy. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. Just want you to see that indeed when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. And therefore, whatever is in us now is about God. That's why we are not afraid of the enemy anymore. We used to be slaves of sin and slaves of the devil but now when we are born again we are under new management second corinthians 5:17 to 21 new king james version therefore if anyone okay what does anyone mean anyone means anyone isn't it anyone includes all of us here if anyone is in christ he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. So when we are in Christ, we are new creations. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Including the fact that I'm no longer afraid of the enemy. I'm no longer a slave of sin. Amen? And I'm not even a slave of sickness for that matter. Sickness can torment. When Jesus was on the cross, he paid the penalty for my sin, but he also nailed my sickness. He took my pain. He took my pain. So I don't have to take the pain myself. Remember I told you that if Jesus already paid, then I can't pay again. It's not right. Jesus felt the pain for me. So that's why when sickness comes in your body and you are feeling pain, you need to tell that pain in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. Get out of my body. The Lord has paid. The Lord has already felt the pain for me. So it's not right for this pain to be in my body. So if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Now all things are of God. Can you say all things in me are of God? That's why I say when you are born again, you are under new management. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So verse 19 will explain what I'm just about to tell you now. How did God reconcile us to himself? Through Jesus, isn't it? Now, it says, and has given us the ministry of Reconciliation. So we also have to go and reconcile people with God. That's why now verse 19 says that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the ministry the word of reconciliation. So if God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself now he is in you and I. He wants to reconcile the world to himself. Amen. So he, what he did through the body of Christ, physical body of Christ when he was on the earth, he wants to do through the body of Christ, which is you and I now. Amen. That's why verse 9, 20 says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, Be reconciled to God. So in other words, it says as though God as though God was pleading through. God pleading through. So it means God cannot do it on himself. He wants to do it through us. Pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. So when you go out there, you are not talking your own stories. You are talking as an ambassador saying, this is what our kingdom has to offer. When you are sick in our kingdom, you will get healed. This is what our master does. He says, the captive is free. You don't have to stay in sin anymore. Your sins can be forgiven and you can start a new life in Christ. This is what happens in our kingdom. So when you are an ambassador, speak for your kingdom. Don't be an ambassador who speaks for the enemy's kingdom. Amen. You know that there are some ambassadors who don't know their role. They keep on talking for the enemy. Don't talk for the enemy. You are not his ambassador. Talk for your kingdom. In our kingdom, we walk in love. We don't hate people. Because sometimes you will find the world that we are in, people are always looking to retaliate. And people are in groups, hating each other. In your kingdom, we don't hate. In our kingdom, we don't hate. In our kingdom, we even love even our enemies. So when you are an ambassador, you need to reflect what your kingdom is like. Now I like verse 21. For he made him who you know sin to be seen for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. So I like the cross. Because that's the place of greatest exchange. So Jesus was sinless. He knew no sin. Jesus did not have to feel any sickness. I was supposed to carry my own sin. I was supposed to carry my own sicknesses. But on the cross Jesus took, God took my sin, and placed it on Jesus to nail it on the cross. When Jesus was given my sin, in exchange, what did I get back? His righteousness. That's why today I'm no longer a sinner. Some of you get born again and still remain sinners. I don't know which scriptures you're reading. Because for me it says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for me. So that I might become the righteousness of God in him. So in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God. Even when I approach God in prayer, I do it with boldness. It says, come boldly before the throne of grace. I don't have, there is therefore now no condemnation. Okay? Because I'm in Christ. My sins are forgiven. My past is gone. People may not forget what you've done in the past. But when God says, when he forgives me, he separates me as far as the east is from the west. So far has He taken away my transgressions from me. So there's no trace of my past. If anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. So it says, we exchanged. Okay? He took my sin, I took His righteousness. Okay? Did He also take my sickness? Isaiah says he also took my sickness. So when he takes my sickness, I must take his healing and divine health. He can't take my sickness and I still also carry it. Then what's the point of him taking it for me? So that's why you've got to really be serious about your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is not a temple of sickness. The devil will of course take chances. And he thrives in Ignorance. When people are ignorant and they think that when they are sick, it is God teaching them a lesson. The devil likes that. Because then you can't resist that sickness. Because it's from God in your mind. Isn't it? Do you know that sickness is very cruel? Anybody who knows about a sweet sickness? A nice sickness. Except if you want disability grant. <laughs> you know there was... A There was a time when I was still working as a doctor in a hospital. We we would certify people when they are like you say the person cannot work or they are disabled so that they get a disability grant. Now I examined this man. He was well. So in my view, he is well. But he's saying, no doctor. I'm sick. I can't even do this. I can't even do this. I can't even do this. Because he wants disability grant. That's the only time where sickness is good. <laughs> when you want a disability grant. But if you're not looking for disability grant, don't entertain sickness. Amen. Say by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. I've got to be well. Some of you even have this thing of saying, Hey, I must, I must, I must use my sick wave. I've got I mean I've got thirty six sick leave days, and now they always get expired. So, so it's like, for me, I keep on forfeiting my sick leave days. I enjoy to be in good health. Amen. Amen. I mean, imagine you are given one day of suffering with sickness, or one day off from work. Uh-uh, I'd rather go to work. Amen. Amen. So, great exchange. So when we are the ambassadors we represent the kingdom. So I said to you when you go out there you are now equipped. We are now well trained. I actually thank God for this past three months. I think we were nicely sold. Getting nicely sold. And like I said we have even now learned how to appreciate things. And we are better equipped now to handle the enemy. And I'm glad I've got you, all of you here being soldiers. And I'm I'm glad that this is not only going to depend on the pastor alone, because there are places where you can go where I can't go. Amen? That's why the body of Jesus now must do greater works than the body of Jesus when he was on the earth. Because the body of Jesus when he was on the earth, it was limited to a particular location at a particular point in time. But the body of Jesus now, it's all over the world. As we are here, there are other believers everywhere else. Where we can't reach, there are other believers there. Amen. That's why we are ready for this mighty move of God in these last days. And the church of God is going to go in style. When the Bible says that the glory of the latter, the former, the latter house will supersede that of the latter, of the former house, I like that. And also when the Bible says Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. He's not coming back for a defeated church. He's going to find us walking in his glory. That grand finale. Amen. And let's start going out there and move in faith. So 1 Timothy 4, 15 to 16. I'll read it for you in the New King James Version. Because I remember when I told some of you when we started this healing lesson, I said, make sure yourself you are safe first. Make sure you understand these things first so that you can save others. Now, when you are now equipped to manage it for yourself, now you can be ready to go and help others. So, 1 Timothy 4:15 and 16, the New King James Version, it says, Meditate on these things. I like that. By the way. All the things that you have been taught. All the things that we are keeping on telling you. Keep on meditating on those. The book of Philippians 4. From verse 6. When it talks about don't be anxious of anything. But. Make your request known unto God. With prayer and uh, thanksgivings. And then it says. The peace of God which surpasses all human understanding. Will keep and guard your hearts in Christ. Then it says finally brethren. Whatsoever things are loved. Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, whatsoever things are praiseworthy. And he mentioned many things and he says, think on these things. So sometimes we do not meditate on the right things. Some of you now, you might be having a financial challenge. You might be having a real physical challenge in your family. Don't meditate on that. Meditate on God's promises. So that you can change that situation. Because you can't change that situation by meditating on it. You've got to meditate on what changes it. Amen. So meditate on these things. You remember the other time I was telling you. With Abraham when he wanted a child. Abraham and Sarah. You remember they were trusting God for a child. And they were regarded to be barren. Even though God had said you will have children. But the physical reality was saying you cannot have children. But God has already said they will have children. So we read a scripture which says there will be no barrenness among us. So it means the word is already spoken. Okay? So if the word is already spoken, it is my body that must change and fit with that. So now with Abraham, I like like how God did it with him. Firstly, he changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, saying the father of many nations, even when he didn't have a child. But I also like that thing where he wanted him to have a picture. He said, get out, look towards heaven. See if you can count the stars. He looked at the stars. He hadn't told him yet why he's making him look at the stars. Try to count them. Just realize they are just too many. He says, so shall your descendants do. So he wanted him to have a mental picture. I told you that you need to have a mental picture of what you are believing God for. So if you are wheelchair bound, start seeing yourself walking. Amen. If you don't have a child, start seeing the little one moving around in your home. If you are sick and you are feeling pain, start seeing yourself well and walking around, going to the mall, going to church. Because here it says meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. So we can't give ourselves half heartedly. Last week uh, Miss MJ talked about that scripture where Hezekiah said, I served you single hand single mindedly. Okay? So give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. So all that we need to do is we need to give ourselves entirely to the work of the Lord. We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to us. It says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save. I want you to look at that. In doing this, you will save. Both yourself, that's where you must start. And those who hear you. Amen. I told you, make sure you are safe first. So in doing this, if you give yourself wholly to the things of the kingdom of God, you will save yourself and also save those who hear you. So it means when we give people the word, that's all we do. The Bible says He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our distractions. Some of you think, how can I get healed by just speaking the word? How can I get healed by just hands being laid on me? How can I get healed by just meditating on the word and speaking it? I told you the other time that you want to understand that but you don't want to understand how you get healed if you've got pain in your foot and the doctor gives you tablet that you swallow through your mouth. You don't understand how it gets there, isn't it? All you know is that it will take away the pain. And I told you sometimes they will even give you an injection at a place I won't mention here. (coughs) But that's not where the pain is. Isn't it? And you don't say but I didn't say the pain is there doctor where you are giving an injection. You just say if he says and sometimes you think when the the injection is more painful, you think that's that's the stronger one. Is that not what you think? You see how our minds are made? Hmm. So, can I say to you, why don't you use the same kind of optimism even to the word of God? When the pain seems to be severe, you say, it's the the, the last kicks of a dying horse. (laughs) Amen. Isn't that how the dying horse does? When the dying horse is dying, it kicks... More. So so when you feel that now the pressure is more, just like you say that injection is working when it's more painful. Now you need to say, "Is the last kicks of a dying horse. I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. It's working. It's working. Amen. So that's what we must do. So it says meditate on these things. Continue in doing this. You will save yourself and those who hear you. So I want to give you a bit of time to go and we meditate. I will give you a scripture here now that we are going to meditate on. So this week, I think we need to finish the Bible study format from next week. I'll give you a formal announcement how we'll do it from next week. We've got to start resuming our service. but I enjoyed this moment. So even now, we're going to give you time now to study your Bible. And when you see it in your Bible, it should even give you more confidence to believe it. Than just when I'm speaking it. Because it's in your Bibles. And some of your, some of your Bibles, they are very nice Bibles. Some of them looks like a pass. Very nice Bibles. Don't you think with such Bibles you should get nice results? I haven't mean, imagine you've got a very nice Bible. It's spotless. But the results you get are not equivalent to the kind of Bible you have. Amen. So I'm going to give you time now to meditate on your on the word. And when you go to the word of God, like we were taught when we studied about we studied about studying the Bible, studying the word of God. We said don't approach the word of God like you are reading a newspaper. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Now this Isaiah 53. 1 to 5. We'll do it. Isaiah 53, 1 to 5. I like this portion of scripture. Isaiah saw the things that we are living in now even before those things were manifested. And he declared them for us. So I want you to go and meditate on these things. I want you to go and think about this and see what the Lord is teaching you. And then after that I will give opportunities for people to share both what you are learning from this scripture or what you've learned throughout the period when we're teaching each other on God is committed to healing us. And now we are ready to go out into the world and preach. And the signs will follow us. Don't you, do not you know that the word to follow means you are walking or you are going somewhere? Does the thing follow you when you are seated? When you are seated, it can't follow. It needs you to be moving, then it follows you. Amen? So let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. I'm excited about what God is doing. So indeed the enemy will continue to try and torment people because the thief has come only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But that's not the full stop there. Jesus says, but I have come that they might have and enjoy life. So even though the enemy wants to torment people, even though the enemy wants to torment us, Jesus wants us to enjoy life. So I'm going to give you 10 minutes. My watch is 12.53. So at 13.03 we will convene back and even those of you are viewers online, you can make some of your comments so, probably from next week, you will not be viewers online. You will probably be with us. But for now, you are viewers online. So, 1303, we will reconvene. Isaiah 53, 1 to 5. If you've got in the New King James Version or the Old King James Version, I would prefer you do it in that. KJV or NKJV. Thank you. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we are ready to hear what came to your spirit when you were meditating on that Isaiah 53, 1 to 5, and also anything related to what we've been sharing. We also want to hear from you. So, like I usually do, I'll just first want to see by show of hands who wants to share something. Okay, Mr. Majambe. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. A pastor always prays for us, uh, like uh, before the services, and he says, uh, uh, Let this. Something that you always hear, and sometimes. So much you end up taking it for granted. But today it's actually hit uh, me where um, I've also been one of those people that are struggling with people that come to me and then try to confuse me. What, you know, teach them and preach to them or just at least give them direction, but then they. We're still talking about the word going forth in simplicity and in power. Yes. And um, one, one of the most complex things is uh, like the Great Commission where Jesus said, go and uh, preach the word to all the creatures of the world. And um, you've just summed it up and broke it down to such a, the, the simplest way to say, let my testimony be the greatest preaching and the greatest testament to the good works of the Lord. So I don't have to struggle now to try and quote verses or try to remember scriptures that I know I, I, I really am not talented enough to remember and to quote. But I can just say, look here what the Lord has done for me. Amen. Look through the way that I'm living. Look through my family. Look at everything that uh, is me. Uh, that should be the biggest testament to the great works of the Lord. Amen. So. For for with with just it just simplifies everything and makes it uh, come into perspective and enables me as a Christian to actually go out there and 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 preach to all the other people that I see uh, that are in need to be preached to, and uh, and not be worried about having to say, face the same situation as the sons of Skiva, where they will ask me, yeah, Jesus, we know uh, Mukosi, we know, but who are you? And then they. So it's, 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 I'll just say, okay, look at the great works that Amen. the Lord has done for me. Amen. And this is the testament that uh, uh, God is good and you need to follow Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. No, thank you for that. That's very powerful because actually the scripture says, you shall be my witnesses. A witness is somebody who, who have seen something and something worked for them. Okay? So when you are a witness... You would even hear people like uh, the apostles, when they write, they will say, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. So it's something that we have had a personal encounter with. So that cannot be taken away from you. Amen. They can tell you a lot of other things and confuse you with that and that, but they can't confuse you with what God has done for you. You are a witness and they can't take that one away. Thank you, Mr. Majambe. It's true. So as we are still growing, so each each of us has got a part to play. Okay? The Samaritan woman, come and see what the, the man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? That's fine. That's enough. The woman, the, that, the young girl, if my master could just go to the prophet in Samaria, that's your part. But then some of us, of course, there should be some who, when they come to us, then, then we show them the scriptures. So what I personally do is if somebody wants to argue the scripture, and I know that you are, you just want to argue. I don't argue with you because the scriptures are not to be argued. Amen. They are to be believed. So I believe it. Amen. Miss MJ.
2: Amen. Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What stood out for me was 1 Timothy 4, verse 15 to 16, eh? and I connected it with Isaiah 53, verse 2. So when it says, staying true to what is right for my own salvation and for the sake of those who hear me, this made me realize what well, as Christians, like It made me realize, or sometimes we don't realize just how much power we have as Christians, amen. It made me also realize that the things we say are so important. It made me realize that we have to make sure that what we say, by staying true to God, it made me realize that the things we say must build, must encourage, and must bring life, amen. And then when I read Isaiah 53 verse 2, when it says that he was despised, and rejected by men, uh, men of sorrow and grief, etc. It made me realize that sometimes when we stay true um, to God and do what we're supposed to do, it might not be attractive. I think sometimes we're so worried about um, doing things that look good to please other people, do saying things that will appease people and everything. But it made me realize that if we stay, stay true to God, say and speak how we're supposed to speak, then everything will happen the way it's supposed to happen amen. amen because in the last verse in verse five then it says but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins so this is someone who is not attractive maybe even who are staying true it's like oh this person is boring and everything and everything so it made me realize that being a christian and staying true to the things that we are supposed to stay true to. is not always going to look good. It's not going to be easy. But in the end, it really does bear us fruit and really do get what we're supposed to get from God. So I was just encouraged to say, please God and not men and then in the end, we'll get what is due to us. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you very much for that because actually, Jesus somewhere says if they reject you, they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting the one who sent you. So in essence, We don't have to make it look attractive. We must just say what the Lord said. And sometimes people will reject us. Sometimes I get encouraged by, you know, the the telemarketers. These people always phone you. Even when you are at your work, they are working. So they would phone you and they don't get discouraged because they are working. They know they would sometimes be rejected, but they are working. So for them, they may get five rejections and then one yes. For them, it was worth it. Because they would not have known who would say yes. So similarly, even when people reject us, we should just keep on going. And like Miss M. J. says, our main thing should be about pleasing the Lord. If the Lord says this is how it should work, let's go for it. Even if to you it doesn't make sense or it's not well, uh, camouflaged and all that. No, just do it as the Lord says it will work. And let's stay true to the assignment. Amen.
3: Greetings, saints, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, What a, what a word in the past four weeks. Thank you very much, bafunzi for empowering us with such a powerful word of some type of an enemy or weapon that the enemy has been using worldwide, Um, whether it's with the rich, the poor, in every sector, he basically uses sickness so much to destroy human life and to steal from us. Um, In Isaiah 53, I got stuck with the first verse. Who has believed our report? And I thought, why would... Isaiah actually opened this word this way with a question mark and asking about a report. And then I thought, actually the way most of the sicknesses are reported are given to us, it's through a report. There's a way in which if you're coughing, even a grandmother who is not necessarily a doctor will say, hey, you're catching something very serious. That's a report. That's a word being spoken to you. No. It's either you reject it or you refuse or you, you embrace it or accept it. And, and I realized that most of the people actually are destroyed by just the report. No. They could have been walking around carrying the virus HIV, no. but they would be living a very happy life. but the day they receive a paper written no. and it's put in red, you are HIV positive. No. Or sometimes it's some disease, or very dreadful disease that would either, it's said or certified, they would even certify put a signature that this disease you're not going to live long, it's going to give you only three months and after that you are dying. So that's a report. And then I thought that's why Isaiah is putting this scripture like that. He's using the word who has believed our report. And I thought this is such an encouragement that Few verses after that he talks about there is another report, and I was reminded of what you said earlier on that at the cross that's where the greatest exchange took place, and that's what I see here, wherein he talks about sorrows, he talks about pain, he talks about being despised, being humiliated, being wounded um for us, so all of that, including sickness and disease, he's taking it away because he has suffered it himself. So for me, that's the word that really came very strongly. And the last one, quickly, is the arm of the Lord. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And then I thought, it actually, the word that came to me was in Chivendane, you know, when the Lord has ramurered us, everything that he mentions from verse 2 to verse 5, the Lord has ramurered us, being despised, being sick, being sorrowful, being in pain, the Lord at the cross, he has ramred at us. Amen. He has shown his arm for us. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. I can see you getting excited. You see, that's what the word does. Amen. And thank you very much for that powerful word. So the two things that I'm picking from what she said, the second one, I will start with the second one about to be see so when the hand is revealed there's, there's the same thing Mr. that was saying if the Lord has revealed something to you that cannot be taken away from you. you don't have to argue it but I have seen the hand of God. I've seen what my God can do. You can argue with me and tell me many things but one thing I know I was blind and now I see. I've seen the hand of God and once you've seen the hand of God stick with that. And even in future when you have a challenge, remember that hand that delivered you. But the first thing that she talked about, this thing of the report. Okay? I'll also talk now as a medical doctor. So most of the things are reports. You know even with the x-ray, they will say your radiological report. So it's a report. So you've got to be given a report. That's a report. And that report is based on facts and science. It's not lying. Some of you go to the doctors and then later when they tell you you've got cancer, you say, ah, they are lying. I don't have cancer. They didn't call you. You went to them, isn't it? So when you went to them, you wanted them to tell you. Now they are telling you you've got cancer, you've got three months to leave. So it's a report. So they are not necessarily lying. It's one form of report. Now when Isaiah says who hath believed our report, it means there is another report. And which report do you believe? So I will believe the report of the Lord. And that report will read it further. But the part that she said, that's actually what she said also struck me. I also realized that. It seems many people before you are given a report, you may find, let's say, maybe you are HIV positive and you don't know. You live well <laughs> and healthy. The moment they tell you you are HIV positive, you start shrinking and you're going to die. <laughs> because you get, you have received a certain report and now it's threatening you. It's intimidating you. So look at this. Proverbs 14, 18 and 14 in the good news translation. I like this. That's why For most things, I don't want to look at things that will intimidate my faith. I want to look at the word that will strengthen my faith. So Proverbs 18.14 says in the good news, your will to live can sustain you when you are sick. But if you lose it, what happens? Your last hope is gone. So it's as if this is warning any of you who may be given a report that is disastrous. A report that tells you you've got three months to live or six months to live. It says your will to live can sustain you when you are sick. So in other words you say I will live and not die. I will see the goodness of God. That's Psalms 118 verse 17. So it means your will to live is still there. But it says but if you lose it your last hope is God. So let's be careful what reports we believe. Elder.
4: Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I was also something was revealed but it's not different from what Miss Simango was saying. But Amen. I also want to say we have been equipped. Amen. The past uh, three months has been exciting. Amen. More so to be encouraged that and to know that it is already God's will that we live in divine health. Amen. So it's not something that we still have to convince the Lord about God has already said that mm. he has taken away sicknesses from among us. Amen. So what interests me in what we were reading in Isaiah 53, it's also the first verse about who has believed our report mm. which shows that there are many reports out there mm. but who believe the word of the Lord. So it means we can choose to believe whatever report comes your way Hmm. or believe the report of the Lord. Hmm. Even at stage where the circumstances or the reality is contrary to what God's report says. Because that report of the Lord will never change. Hmm. What must ultimately change is those circumstances Hmm. to align with what God has said. Because you said earlier on that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it means the word of God, once it's out, it cannot go out and not fulfill its intended purpose. So it will accomplish what it says. But also in Mark 16, we just learned that all these signs will follow those who believe. So it means if you do not believe the report, unfortunately it will follow those who believe the report. So it will still happen but to those who believe the report. Hmm. So it is encouraging to to see that the report of the Lord is, is, is the word of God because when he said, he sent his word to heal us. Amen. We take that report and make it our own Amen. and we live it and we meditate upon it Amen. and the Lord will do his part. Amen. Because ours is to believe that report and Amen. how that, how God make it come to pass, it's, it's God's part to do. Amen. So our easy part is to believe the Amen. report. Amen.
0: Amen. Now thank you very much, Elder, for that. And I like this report. Like the Elder said, the good thing with the Word of God is that it does not change. So the report will not change. It is your situation that must change. So if the, the Word of God will say, by the stripes of Jesus you were healed, whether you are feeling healed or feeling sick. So the Word of God is forever settled. So it is your situation that must change. And align with what God has said. The word of God will not change. And you know how our situations keep on changing? Our situations are like weather. In the morning, the situation looked like, it's like, you, you know that some of you, there were times when the devil tell, told you you were finished. But look, you're still here. Can you wave hand next to somebody and show they they can look at you and say they are living next to a testimony. Amen. So it means there were times when it was like it's over with me, but I'm still here. Amen. There was a time when it was like it's hopeless, but I'm still here. So it means in essence, situations will come and situations will go. But the word of God remains forever. So that report, I hold on to that report then I'm not going to be swayed by circumstances. So any agent one, otherwise we're going to give Mr. MJ a chance if there are people from online. Okay, we've got Sister Omar. Okay, so it's fine, Sister Omar. and then from online. And then uh, we are going to conclude. Then we're going to give you We'll leave our online viewers after I conclude and then we'll talk some few things just to close.
5: Okay, greeting in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, What stood out for me in the passage that we have just read is uh, in verse 3 when it continued to say, He was despised and He was rejected. Uh, Meaning, that this man who 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 didn't uh, uh, who was despised and didn't look any thing like good or any beauty because it says he didn't have any beauty that we may esteem him and then but it continued to say but he we, we were, he was wounded for our transgression. so this man who whom we rejected whom didn't look much became the one who actually took away our sin, who actually took away our sickness. Then I was reminded by, uh, by that scripture, in, I think it was in Psalm one one eight twenty two, when it says, the stone that uh, the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. Amen. That even though Christ at first didn't look much, he just didn't look like he could save anyone. But he became the one who actually saved us, who actually gave us a, a healing and righteousness Amen. and eternal life. So that for me really stood out. And also the one verse for me that really stood out and probably sum up everything that we did for the past couple of weeks when we started the Bible study is the one that we just read. is First Timothy 4 from 15 to 16. When he said, med- meditate on these uh, uh, things, give yourself entirely to them. To say that uh, even as we have just been taught and been uh, commissioned to go out there and win soul, we must give ourselves entirely to them, to this yes. teaching, so that uh, in doing all this things that we, we, we are all saving ourselves, at the same time equipping ourselves so that we can save others out there. So that really stood out for me. Thank you.
0: Amen. Thank you very much, Sister Omar. And indeed, we are ready for the mission. Amen. And uh, like you said, when it says that he was rejected and there was no beauty that we could see on him and all that and all that, that was all for me. Amen. And he has set an example for us and we, it says so maybe let me allow Mr. MJ first to see if there are some people online then I'm going to read this and then include what Sister Omo is talking about
6: Okay um, we've got Mr. Mnongufara his comments are this um, especially to the verse that we just read in Isaiah 53 it says the spirit reveals that Jesus suffered the worst possible pain for our, trans- for our transgressions we are therefore healed and we have been made whole if we believe in him so he was emphasizing as well that nothing is incredible when you believe in jesus amen yeah. and then uh, and then also what stood up for him as well was that this one that says do not believe any other report except the lord's report which says all is well you know yeah. so he says this is the report we must carry with us at all times amen, amen. and amen. then um the other thing for me i'll just chip in there I think Alfonsi made a comment that says, um, the devil thrives when we are ignorant, amen. So, and then also to that point that um, Sister Omar just mentioned now, that we need to meditate. You know, we need to immerse ourselves in the word of God. Because amen. if we know the word, then we step ahead of the devil and then for nothing will be impossible with us. Amen.
0: Amen. amen. Thank you very much. I'm really excited and I feel we are ready to take the the, the gospel message all over the world. Amen. And the good thing is that as we go, the signs follow us. The owner of the word confirms his word with signs following. Now it says, who has believed our report and whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? So again, that's the part of revelation that we talk about. When When the end of the Lord has been revealed to you, you may not have all the knowledge, but you know something that God has revealed to you. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him that there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So do you know that these things, sorrows and grief and all that, all these things were for us, isn't it? So Isaiah puts it first there and he says, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he hath borne our griefs. You know on top there it says a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So now, surely he has borne our griefs. So it means the grief that he was acquainted with was my grief. And he has carried our sorrows. It says he was the man of sorrows. So whose sorrows was he carrying? Our sorrows. So therefore we don't have to carry sorrows. Amen. We've got to change the the, the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. And it says, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. I like that part slightly because when Jesus was going through that, he says we as people, we thought he was stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. He does not say indeed he was smitten of God and afflicted. He says we esteemed him. Okay, We esteemed him to be stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But what was really happening? But he was wounded for our transgressions. We all believe that he was wounded for our transgressions, isn't it? We all believe that our sins are forgiven, isn't it? and you don't say if it is his will my sins are forgiven why is it if it is his will then I'm healed or I will be healed so the same way when it says he was wounded for our transgressions that's a fact he was bruised for our iniquities that's a fact the chastisement of our peace was upon him that's a fact and by his stripes we were healed that's a fact amen we were healed and let's walk in divine health and that is the report you must believe that is the report you must always take and stick with what god has said in jeremiah 1:12 in the message it says and god said good eyes i'm sticking with you i will make every word i give you come true so every word that you have heard from god god says i want to confirm it in your life so hold on to that word meditate on that word hold on to it and every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, the Lord says he has given you. First Kings 8.56, New King James Version. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all he has promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promises, which he promised through his servant Moses. So it says, we thank God because not one word of his promises has ever failed. Joshua 21, 45, NIV. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. So every promise that you have seen, the Lord wants to fulfill it in your life. And he will fulfill it for us. Amen. We are going to leave the online viewers... But maybe we can do the confession with them and then we leave them and then I will offer prayer. Let's do the confession, the healing declaration confession. So for us, as for me and my family, even from the very first time in March when the lockdown began, with the coronavirus and all that, we've been trusting God that coronavirus will do us nothing, will do us no harm. Not even our congregants. Amen. But we're also speaking a word. Over our lives. Okay? You've got to speak the word of God over your life. Now, there is this healing declaration. We sent you the other one, which was specifically focusing on the corona that cannot do you any harm. But this one here, it's even more general that you can confess this every day. Okay? I told you, in the natural, they would say, take this tablet three times a day. And you take it, isn't it? Now, I'm giving you a prescription here for divine health. The scriptures that we've given you, meditate on them day and night. Keep on speaking them. So can we stand up and speak this together? Healing declaration. I'm not sure if you have it there, but you would, you should have it in your notes. The notes that you were given yesterday. We are going to make a declaration. And I want you to also do it even when you are whole yourself. Okay? So for us, we do it every evening after prayer. It's confession time. Confess this. This is how it works. That's what keeps us healthy. And we've even laminated some of this and even put it in the bathroom. Okay? So sometimes when you are in a bathroom, have something to read, have something to put before your eyes. Can we speak together? I thank the Lord for divine health. I believe the report of the Lord, which says that I am healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is not the temple of sickness. It is not a host for viruses. Every virus and every gem that touch my body die instantly in the name of Jesus. Every cancer cell trying to live and multiply in my body dies by the power of Jesus Living in me. me. It It withers. Like the fig tree which Jesus cursed. The spirit of him. him. Who raised Christ from the dead. dead. Brings life. life. To my mortal body. body. The life of Jesus. Jesus. Is manifested in my body. body. I, I like it to be manifested like this. It flows flows through my body body and flushes out every trace trace of any sickness in my body. body. Just as fire had no power power over the bodies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego, neither does sickness sickness have have any power over my body. I am redeemed redeemed from the curse of the law. law. Sickness, Sickness. you are not permitted in my body. body. Thank you, Father, Father, that I am healed. I walk in divine health. I declare all this this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let me offer prayer. I'm going to pray for you. Also going to pray for those of you who are joining us online. God knows you. He knows your personal need. And he knows how your faith has been stirred up as we have been sharing. So as I'm going to offer prayer, as I'm going to send a word, may that word do its work in you. May that word be fulfilled in your body. In Jesus name. Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord we bless you. We are excited Lord to be alive at such a time as this. We are rejoicing oh God to be counted as part of those that indeed will propagate your kingdom in these last days. Thank you Father for counting us on your plan. In the name of Jesus. Even right now I send a word of healing. Over every one of these your people who may not be feeling well in their bodies. I say be healed in the name of Jesus. I command every sickness. I command every pain. I command every disease to cease now. In Jesus name. I declare that children of God are walking in divine health. Let the life also of Jesus be manifested in their mortal bodies. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you and bless you that you preserved our lives. Even throughout this corona period, Father, we are not afraid. We thank you that you preserved our lives and you keep on preserving us. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you, I bless you that you said there will be no barrenness among us, there will be no miscarriages among us. We declare that oh God and indeed we embrace your promises. Mighty Father, thank you that you confirm your word with signs following. As we speak your word we will witness your power. Because Jesus said to Mary and Martha, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. Mighty Father, we are going to see your glory in the land of the living. In Jesus name.
3: Amen.